the direction <laughs> the direction of um, going into sustainability. I worked in banking before I did my master's in management. So I kind of like thought that it would be logical to go back into banking after my master's. But getting to know all those industries and um, yeah, companies during my master's, I then decided to go for more circular economy approach and sustainability later onwards so yeah a year ago i then moved to um germany I started at vodafone that was kind of like um a nice throwback for me as i did my master thesis and my business project with uh, vodafone back in durham as well um and yeah that's um a quick introduction to me and i'll hand over to i think lydia or Amza, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever wants to go first. Yeah, I think I, I can go now, yeah. So yeah, thank you. Uh, I would like to, of course, give a nice hello to everyone. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, I do feel very privileged to be here as part of the alumni, representing the alumni all around the world and amongst alumni such as Lydia and Visi. And my name is Hamza, as you know, and the, I graduated from Durham in 2019. So doing the same course that you all are going to be doing or you're going doing now. And I do congratulate each and every one of you for making it to the one of the most prestigious universities in the world, which is Durham. And um, let's just say that it has been an interesting journey ever since for me. I mean, apart from the whole COVID-19 pandemic, which everyone of us got affected by, uh, I currently am working as a vice president of sustainable business opportunities at Amiable Group of Companies, which is an Indian company built and run by my family. And I'm lucky enough to be working in a company which has a diverse range of businesses catering to more than 30 countries around the world and is a pioneer in some areas. Uh, AMA uh, is a manufacturer and exporter of natural dyes for textiles, natural dyes for hair, uh, organic cosmetics, toiletries, uh, domestically, like in my country, India, AMA is also in the FMCG sector, where we have a wide range of products ranging from cosmetics. And just in the, in the time of the pandemic, we launched specialized washes uh, that, were, that work for disinfecting the foodstuffs in the kitchen. And we also have a dedicated team that works in the pharma line. Uh, so my current job description is also very much as wide as I am involved in uh, both operational and strategic workers of the company, uh, apart from obviously overseeing uh, some aspects of the enterprise resource planning. I'm also involved in product development, like uh, case in point, uh, this is a, a product which I'm working on right now. It's already in the market. It's a natural dye kit for anyone who wants to you know, do a little bit of natural dyeing at home. And uh, other than that, I'm, work, I'm also involved in some R&D jobs in also certain areas of business development as well. Uh, one of my projects is about sustainable farming as well, uh, you know, backward integration, trying to grow crops sustainably. And um, I also happen to teach or be a part of the team that teaches fashion and textile students about natural dyes and about the dyeing process. So I do feel incredibly uh, privileged uh, being a second generation of the company that uh, I have supportive mentors that are really enabling me to stretch my wings, so to speak, and explore. Uh, needless to say, I owe a great deal of my time uh, at Durham, uh, of course, I mean, apart from the uh, hazelnut cappuccino and the tuna milk panini with mustard and ketchup at the Fusion restaurant at business school, which I absolutely loved. 
I can't thank enough the faculty, the mentors, the incredible people that I met along the way, such as uh, PC and Lydia, uh, because of all these experiences sort of uh, groomed me in such a way that I'm able to work in such diverse areas right now. The whole curriculum of MSc management was very much fast paced because it's just an era really. And uh, it's exciting as well. Uh, I mean, it's just like opportunity after opportunity to test yourself, to explore yourself, to become a better person. Uh, be it the international study tour that we did uh, in Geneva and uh, or the activities or the much feared dissertation, which I don't want to uh, scare anyone right now. <laughs> but I enjoyed a lot. I did study a lot. Uh, I am proud to say that I have more than uh, six months of experience waiting tables at Shaheen's, which is, which is an Indian restaurant at the Bailey. So yeah, that was that. And uh, uh, one of the most nerve wracking bits about the course, uh, which you, you all will uh, be encountering, will be finding a job after studies. Uh, some of you will be international students like me, and uh, it will take some time to adjust to the whole process of applications, tests, assessment centers, and whatnot. Uh, but to be honest, I never went through all of that, any of that actually, because uh, <laughs> one thing which I was very much clear on from the get-go that I, uh, didn't want to do like a regular job. So uh, this goes way back in school when I used to supply medicines to my teachers uh, at a discount because in the hoping of uh, in the hope of getting some brownie points, you know, because my family was in one of the pharmaceuticals as well. Uh, but it was very unethical, by the way. I wouldn't recommend any of that. Any of that. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I never really thought of me, you know, working in a job. So uh, I started exploring other other avenues there. So there was the startup visa that the UK had started at that time. It's still going on. And Durham University was amongst the few universities that had the power to endorse an idea. So, and I must, I must give thanks to my dissertation supervisor, Dr. Manish Shukla, because he's the one who encouraged me to do it. So uh, after my dissertation was done, me and my friend, uh, we sort of worked on an idea, put together a pitch deck and sort of pitched it to the uh, enterprise center at the university. And lo and behold, we got accepted which was a very nice thing to have happened. But unfortunately, that was January 2020 and uh, the world changed in the next couple of months. So, but I do count it as a blessing because I've got to work in my company. Again, I'm doing my own work right now and I'm uh, having the opportunity to work in such diverse areas because of the grooming that I had received in Durham. And I cannot thank enough for the faculty, the teachers, the seminars, the classes, even though, uh, I sometimes didn't do the work, homework at the seminars, but I do count each and everything, each and everything that I did at that experience at Durham as having been, enabled me to do the work that I'm doing right now in sustainability and uh, working in a company such as this. So yeah, I mean, you, you guys made it. You have made it. Uh, now it's in your hand, the ball is in your court and I wish you all the, all the best. Thank you. I think now it's, it's time for Lydia, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I can go next. So um, a bit differently to Hamza and TC. Um, I'm based in London. And equally, um, I didn't work before doing my master's. I did my undergraduate and I did internships. And then I did my master's um, in management. So my undergrad was at Durham as well. Um, I actually did sociology undergrad. And then I did a man management master's, right? So two very different topics. So I know quite a few people do that. They do a very different topic undergrad to postgrad. Um, how I kind of navigated my life post-university. So just to put into context, during my time at Durham, I'd worked in the marketing department for the university. Um, and I also did an internship at BMW Group. 
Um, I've previously worked at British Gas and um, I also did kind of research and marketing. So I couldn't really tell if I wanted to go in down the more academic route or do a grad scheme or just get a normal job and kind of figure out from there. But one thing I've always loved is kind of transport and energy systems and how the world works and how it's all integrated together. So when I was looking for jobs, I was thinking maybe consulting, maybe business development. And then actually I got on the Shell grad scheme. And the reason I chose to work at Shell, which I think is quite a controversial reason, but I wanted to go to one of the biggest companies in the world, tackling one of the biggest problems in the world and trying to decarbonize its own operations. So um, the world is circular, we're not gonna get rid of oil, um, but there are a lot of things we can do to decarbonize and go to net zero. Um, so it was really amazing. And my first role there, which was very similar to kind of my research role, was I worked as a product manager, but in data analytics. So there was a lot of things to do with kind of qualitative research and working with data scientists and data engineers um, to really help the kind of different industrial products. So different kind of projects, um, really varied, really different things. And it was a really great learning for the first two years. I then worked um, in a more kind of a smaller corporate startup for Shell um, uh, in trying to kind of decarbonize mining. And then I worked in um, aviation as an account manager in cargo for a couple of months before this current job. So um, currently I work at Bloomberg New Energy Finance. Um, and essentially what we are, I think um, we're kind of a research service um, and we cover kind of clean energy, advanced transport, the digital industry, materials, uh, commodities, and essentially we help kind of corporate strategy, finance, poli policy professionals um, kind of navigate how they're going to invest in the energy transition, understand kind of where trading's going to go, what impacts the market, and what's the new biggest thing to invest in for these large corporates. So it is a lot of working with financial professionals in mergers and acquisitions, in asset management, etc. But we do work with kind of large corporates as well across the world. And my role here really, um, I'm in the commercial team. So again, it's kind of working with these customers. I don't do the research myself, but I'm there to kind of help solve their problems, help develop the business because it's quite small within Bloomberg. I think everyone knows Bloomberg for its terminal um, and its financial industry, whereas this is a very new product for Bloomberg. Um, and it's moving towards kind of looking at new energy investments and, and where can we go with kind of the research and data. So kind of providing that commercial side in terms of business development and sales um, for BNF. Um, so for me, I think because I've always been in kind of, I've always loved research and kind of qualitative and quantitative spaces. And I really love doing the dissertation and kind of learning more. I think for me, like my favorite modules was obviously the dissertation because you just get to choose what you want to do. Um, and then obviously like research modules, but I know they're not everyone's thing. <laughs> so um, I think obviously other useful modules that I've kind of found are like the strategy modules and some of the cool ones. I even found, you know, when I was on analytics, some of the kind of accounting ones and just knowing basic accounting structures really helpful when you're looking at kind of sales and revenue and targets, etc. So it's really helpful just to have I really I'm really glad I did the general management masters um, and I know now there's like a, a masters with like man, uh, management and energy systems which I wish was available when I was doing it but um, yeah I'm really glad I did the general masters and while while you're doing it the core modules can feel like the worst thing in the world but actually they are really helpful in just understanding like 
the cool kind of concepts um, when you go into kind of business and just, yeah, the future world. <laughs> Fantastic. And thank you for the encouragement, Lydia. You know, even if you're sat in a, sat thinking, why am I studying this now? But it, it has has merit later on. Thank you so much, all of you, because I know you're just you're taking time out from the, those busy jobs. And it's wonderful to hear that all of you are taking your studies and using them in such a constructive way to help us create a more sustainable world. I think it's, it's really powerful, as Nick was commenting on, in terms of what education at Durham can do. So after that kind of introduction and outline, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it round to all of you. I know you've got your cameras off and thank you very much for muting your mics at the moment. Um, but what I was, um, what I'm hoping now is that um, those of you who are on the um, MSc at the moment, um, that you might have some questions to ask. They might be questions about making the most of the course. Um, you know, the Hamza and Lydia touched on you know, the dissertation and how important that could be. Maybe that's you know something you want to find out at the moment. It might be something about internships that Lydia was, you know, how you make the most of those, how you get hold of them. Um, it might be picking up what Therese was saying about, you know, rethinking the career. Maybe, maybe you came into the MSc at, see, with a clear idea that you too were going to go into banking afterwards um, and are now really not sure. Um, whatever it is that, um, that is going through your mind, I'm hoping that you'll use this opportunity to tap into, tap into the, the experience that, that's with you. Um, for people who've done the course before. Now, if you want to type, if you don't want to turn your camera on, if you just want to type um, type in the chat, that's fine. Um, but if you'd rather, if you'd rather, we're a small group, so, you, so if, you know, if you just want to ask a question, that, that's also good. While people are thinking about that, I'm gonna, gonna bring in our colleague, Ali Heslop. Ali, can you, can you give everybody a wave and say hello from our careers team? And I'm wondering if there's something that while we've got the alumni here, you would be, you know, you think it would be helpful for them to share with the current students from their experience. Yeah, hi guys, um, and girls, sorry. Um, yeah, basically, um, maybe if you can kind of uh, let people know sort of what, how you did engage with careers, did you engage with careers? And if you did, how did it help, if it helped at all? Did you attend sort of group sessions or one-to-ones or anything like that? Super question, Ali. Um, Hamza, are you? Do you want to just give a kind of outline on on that? I don't know if you talked about your dissertation route. Did, we, did you engage with the career service as well? Uh, yes, I did. In fact, uh, like I said, when uh, I I decided to not to pursue the job, pursue any job sort of thing, I decided to go for the start a visa route. So I did engage with careers at that time. I think it was Mr. Marek that was very helpful yeah. and uh, sort of uh, helped me and my friend a lot uh, in developing the idea and you know helping us make a pitch deck and then arranging meetings and all that. And I, I, I owe a great deal to the Career Center actually. It is one of the best, I mean, people that are working in the university and uh, really helpful for people who are just, you know, who just wake up one day and decide I want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. But yeah, but they really help. I mean, I cannot thank enough Marek. He's not here, but please send him my regards. But yeah, I cannot thank him enough for helping me and my friend. He met he met us quite. I think we met thrice uh, during the whole during the whole process. 
and uh, you sort of guided us how to where to improve uh, pitch deck and what to do, what include. He even helped us arrange a meeting with, uh, with the Durham Ventures School, I believe it was. I'm not really sure. I, I can't remember the name properly. But yeah, it was that. But uh, yeah, the Careers and Enterprise Center is definitely, I would recommend that to anyone, whether you want to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur or if you want just general career advice. Because I did, uh, we also uh, engaged with the Career Center when we wanted to get our CV. Uh, I think uh, it was like a marking thing that they, that they used to do. So yeah. uh, that also was pretty much helpful from the Career yeah. Center, I believe. What, what I would say is obviously with you um, sort of being an entrepreneur, you'll have gone to central careers. However, if it was general careers advice, it would be the business school, which is myself and Catherine, that you'd probably um, come to. Um, I know they've got a separate department um, for entrepreneurship. Um, but yeah, you know, engaging with, with careers and, and attending events as well can really help. And obviously guest speakers we put on and things like that. So yeah, I'm pleased mm. it's helped and, and it's got you to where you are today or helped anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great to see it being used, you know, not just for, you know, whatever people are, are, are looking to do. And um, if, if the current students, do you think you could, could just put in the chat, you know, maybe just a little uh, short comment about, you know, have you used the career service yet? You know, I think it's all right, Ali, if they say, what career service? You know, we can, <laughs> we can link you up. You know, now it's never too late, exactly, until you've yeah, gone. Definitely. Yeah, so, you know, could if, Pop something in the chat. Let us know if you're using. You know, are you using the Central Career Service and things like that? That would be that would be great. Therese, did you did you engage with the careers team while you were in Durham? Or I engaged with Neil Armstrong. What felt like on a weekly basis, actually, <laughs> <laughs> because um, we 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 did um, do like the classical CV checking, etc., together. Because obviously, me being from from Austria. Um, how you write your CV, if you put a picture on, if you put your date of birth in, all those things um, were obviously an adjustment for me coming um, from a different country and having to write a CV that I can use in the UK. Um, but also what Lydia and I actually did with Neil as we attended that um, consulting challenge, we asked him to just like listen to our pitch, um, ask us uh, critical questions and kind of like help us get our presentation on point. And then at the end of the program, um, I talked a lot with the career service about my business project because um, I was not really into research methods <laughs> as, as, as much as Lydia was. <laughs> and I was more looking for a practical approach. And Neil really helped me with like finding the right company. And I mean, I now work at that company that I used to do my business project with. So it was obviously very, very helpful. Oh, well, Neil's not in careers anymore. Um, he's kind yeah, of, yeah, so he's, he's not in careers anymore. But yeah, he, he was obviously a careers advisor for, for masters for quite a few years. So that's good that you've engaged and obviously, obviously made an impact because you remembered his name. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually sometimes in touch with him uh, until now. <laughs> yeah, good. So, so Therese, can you just talk us through a little bit about how you used the business project you were doing to find your job? You know, how did that, how did you make that work? Of course, so um, we got in touch with Vodafone via the Innovation um, Centre there, via Innovation Department, because I... I wrote my thesis within the innovation technology management uh, module with Stephanie Scott and 
we asked the head of innovation at Vodafone Germany whether there was something that we as like a university could somehow do to help him in his, his approach of a new innovation. And back then, I don't know if some of you might be able to remember, but Facebook wanted to introduce a cryptocurrency called Libra. And they did that in a consortium with um, many, many really big corporations such as Vodafone. So we, um, yeah, we we started to we started the process of like finding some kind of research questions that could help Vodafone, but where they wouldn't have the resources to do it themselves. So, in the end, we we looked at something called co-opetition, which is a mixture of collaboration and co-opetition, and and competition. Sorry, and yeah. It turned out that Libra never existed and I wrote my thesis about something that will never exist as well. But I kept in touch with them. And when I decided that I wanted to go, like not, not go back home, but go um, like leave the UK, um, I reached out to them again and they were just um, setting up the whole sustainability department. And here I am heading the department now and yeah, I got really lucky with that. Powerful story about about the value of networking and you know and actually how everything, even if it doesn't work out at the time, can create exactly. opportunities for you. Yeah, because I wanted to work with them right after my masters, but it didn't work out just as you say. But keeping in touch with people that might help you throughout your career really, really showed how much that helps. Definitely. Definitely. If I could add, it, it also points to the fact that, that, that all of you have used your sort of final stage of the programme in a different way, um, whether it's a project geared around an entrepreneurial idea, whether it's a project that was um, helping a company or linking to your dissertation in a certain area. And then Lydia's point about the fact that she, she liked all the methodologies she studied and therefore was comfortable in being, even if you weren't going to be an analyst yourself, you're comfortable in, in marketing the results of that analysis from what you're saying. Good point, Nick. So it, it points to the fact that the dissertation, um, although uh, Hamza alluded to the fact that it, it can be quite a daunting thing, yeah, you're not sure how big it's going to be, and, and, and even whether you turn it into a strategic project where you base it in a company, it's a big thing. It's the biggest thing you may write ever in your careers. Um, and it's yeah. yeah. When I mean, I, can, like, I just remembered my experience with the dissertation as well because uh, I chose a topic which was just, for me, it was like out of my depths. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm not a, from a technical background at all. And I chose to do my dissertation on blockchain technology and how it helps in textile industry. And at that time, uh, it just sort of polluted my nights and days. I remember standing in front of the Bill Bryson Library, calling back home to all of my friends who were techies. And I was like, please help me. But, but again, it was, uh, I just stood with it. And I, I, I must credit uh, Dr. Shukla in helping me, you know, ease it off and helping me guide, you know, all the process through. And uh, and I did get a distinction after that, which is a nice thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the dissertation is a daunting task. Uh, the whole environment of the whole of Durham sort of changes around that time, especially for master's student. But uh, it's just that you have to stand your ground and, you know, just do it. That's what my takeaway was. Even if people around you say, you're not going to make it. I mean, you, you will make it. It's up to you, to be honest. Thanks, Hamza. I think that that points to, to the fact that, that this dissertation 
some students ask me questions like, oh, will I have a supervisor holding my hand all the way through? And I said, well, you've got a supervisor, but they don't hold your hand. They're there to guide you when you've got some tricky questions and keep you going. But ultimately, it's your thing and you've got to make it work. And those of you who make it work really well do things like pick a topic or a company to write about that you want to work for in one at some stage. It's logical to do that. If you then go to, a, to an interview and say, hey, my master's is in general management, but my dissertation was focusing on X or Y, you're halfway to getting the interview. So I think it's a really useful way of using the dissertation as a scholarly piece of work, but also as a practical route into a certain sector. So I'm really pleased that all three of you got something out of, of that module. Great, great relief. I'm going to bring in another colleague from our careers team now with a question that I think maybe Lydia could pick up for us. Catherine, um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, do you want to share your question? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. Thank you very much for sharing your experience. It's really exciting to see uh, the amazing careers you've all gone on to and the different support you, you got while you were here. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, thinking back uh, to when you were on the MSC, uh, what piece of careers advice would you give yourself now? So what do you wish you'd known back then? Um, and, you know, what do you think might help our current students? Um, I, can, I can try. <laughs> um, so I think uh, something, I think something me and TC experience is, you know, get involved as, as much as you can. So like, for example, me and TC, we just saw an advert on LinkedIn for this consulting challenge. We got involved, actually, I think it was from the consulting society, sorry, um, decided to like set up a team, get involved. And then we ended up going to Paris for free and getting these like designer suitcases and winning the UK round and all these kind of things. And you got to add that we went, that we pitched to the CFO of LVMH, which is yeah, like one of the biggest corporations in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, I would just say, get involved as much as you can, whether it's, you know, something that's really random like that, whether it's something for your career or not. I was really involved in my college and actually some of the things that I did there, um, like being involved in the JCR, et cetera, was really, really helpful in terms of pitching myself at interview. So just really, get involved as much as you can and then I think as well be really open I think when uh, I, I can't speak for other people but when I was looking at jobs I was thinking hey I want to be a consultant and actually a lot of my experience was around the transport sector or as I said I worked at BMW I worked at British Gas so actually it, uh, me ending up in energy uh, obviously makes sense but I was really open to exploring other places to go because actually so I I'm interested in a lot of things um, and not just one thing. And, and I really wanted to be, um, yeah, I really wanted to explore that as much as possible. So I wish I did that a lot more. Um, and I wish I did that more with kind of my module choices and just being open in terms of applying to things. Um, because looking back, actually, I don't really want to travel five days a week. And I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to, you know, work 24 hours a day. Um, and, and, you know, just being more open in terms of careers and in terms of what you want to do um, and how to get there, right? Because when you first start out, you're not going to be doing, you know, you're not going to be a VP of some big, large multinational. You're going to, you know, be doing a job. Um, so really being open to something that can get you to the place you want to be. Love it. That's a brilliant answer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Therese, do you have something to add to that? 
Um, um, preferably about how I can get some very stylish luggage. Actually, that's that's a. That's a big... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know about that. You never, you never told me. Come on, now I'm jealous. No, <laughs> <laughs> hands up. Exactly. Um, if we don't find out how to get some luggage by the end of it, we've missed out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would totally agree to Lydia because um, I am actually expanding my team so much at the moment, and we're doing interviews every single day. And what I what I keep asking people is whether they got involved or whether they did any volunteering during the studies. And I love it when people I don't know um, did course rep work or did like voluntarily I don't know some challenges or. Um, got engaged in societies, etc. So um, this is something that I feel like employers are really, really looking for at the moment, especially because um, impact work and everything regarding social as well as ecological sustainability is becoming so big at, big at the moment that this is something that will hugely contribute to someone's CV uh, when looking for a job, I think. So, so if I can just pick that up, because obviously everybody, well, the students are going to be looking for jobs. You know, what would be your, what makes those CVs stand out? You know, how many, how many, can you talk us through what you're doing in terms of hiring at the moment? You know, how many roles have you, appoint, roughly how many roles you've pointed to? And then what, you touched on the college experience and things like that. But, you know, based on the CVs you've, you've been seeing in the last couple of months, what's, what's stood out for you? And, 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 and can I get you to share any stories about anything that you would really recommend they don't do? Um, what really stood out to me that there's massive competition that nearly everyone applying to, especially big corporates, um, corporations have a really, really good CV, have yeah. done loads of internships have um, attended a good university, um, have a good GPA, et cetera. So um, this is something that I feel like is becoming like a standard. So what you're gonna look for is some kind of USP that really, really sells you as a person to the employer. Like, have you done something besides your studies where you got engaged in, I don't know, waste collection maybe? Like, did you do a river cleanup? Um, and now you want to work in sustainability because you saw the impact on what it has on the environment. Or um, did you get engaged in politics? Like, did you do something which is extracurricular, right? And this is um, what I saw from the applications and I hired um, two juniors and two seniors. I actually had them um, starting last week and I've got two more starting in April. They were all very different people, but all of them had something besides the normal studies that they've done in the past. And what I've also seen is that you do not have to have like specific experience in the industry that you're applying for, at least not for sustainability, but you've got to show like actual interest and it has to be important to you, um, not only in your work life, because you know it's some kind of like trend, <laughs> but also you're going to live it. That's, I feel like a lot of people are just applying to certain jobs because they know it's a trend, but it's not actually important to them. So that that is what makes people stand out as well. Love it. I think that's really, really... Ali, Catherine, does that tie in with what? what you you're seeing at the moment from other employers 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's really nice advice to kind of share something on your CV that connects to the role you're applying. Quite often we have students that actually take volunteering off their CV because they think it's yeah. not important. So it's really nice for the students to hear you say, actually, if you volunteered in an area that perhaps the kind of the topic or the passion is connected to the role, it's really good evidence. So it, it's really nice to hear you say that, that it's not just Ali and I kind of pushing that yeah. message as well, <laughs> that it's really important from an employer's perspective. So I'm really glad glad that, that you said that because we always encourage students to include their volunteering, their extracurricular activities, any positions of responsibility they've taken on and to, you know, to share a little bit of themselves as well. So thank you for thank you for including that because that really backs up what we say in our one-to-ones. I think a lot of students as well with, with regards to volunteering and not put it on the CV, obviously they're so conscious to get it onto one, the, everything for the CV into one page. They'll often, often volunteering will be the first to go, oh, well, it's not important. And, you know, the fact is, is it is important and that's like your skills that you're building on um, that will go hand in hand with your with your masters um, and your undergrad usually. Um, so, yeah, it is very important. So, yeah, good. Can I add that? I mean, I, I noticed Hamza talking about his experience of, of working in, a, in an Indian restaurant. Um, uh, for, for six months, and I think I, I'll, I'll ask the question to Ali and Catherine. Um, and indeed, to, to, to those of you who are working now, when I was an employer, it really impressed me that someone could turn up for work on time, deal with customers, deal under pressure. I didn't care if they were a retail sales assistant or a waiter. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. thought this person is going to be mature and sensible about work. Is it, would that be fair? Yeah. And I think as well, if you are sort of, if you do have those skills that you've done whilst you're at, usually you'll have a part-time job like that while you're at college or at university and it's showing that you can prioritize as well and you, you know you're not just doing your studies you've worked as well so you're gaining those life skills I call them you know you've got your customer service there that goes with every single role really you know you're always going to be speaking to clients or customers or you know somebody along the line colleagues and it does give you those skills that that you might not get if you don't have any work experience and it always puts you that step ahead of another can um, another candidate when applying for a role as well because you've got those skills so it's, it is so yeah it's important and i think that's really valuable i think it's it's great great to, that you've reinforced the need for that working experience and nick i think that was really helpful to, to give that experience of looking at a cv and how how you might feel quite dismissive about things but actually it, it all builds that picture yeah um, and that evidence that Catherine was talking about. I want to pick up something that um, Lydia was talking about. You talked in your, at the beginning about internships. Um, has anybody, any of the students who are with us, has anybody done an internship? Can you put, can you all put the number of internships you've done in the chat? Go on, you could do it. You could type it. You know you could. Come on, Scarlett. Come on, Eugene. You can. Yeah. With, in, with internships, the other good thing about do you want me to wait? Yeah. No, no, go for it. Go oh, for God. it. Well, yeah. While, while the students are typing in the chat, let's just see if they're awake. Let's just see if they're awake. I, I, I mean, I Hamza, Lid and I can start, right? Yeah. To like not make it as awkward. Let's put yeah. it in the number. Yeah, you've got, you've got how many yeah. internships you've you did in the chat. And Lydia, can you put it in as well? And Ali, can you talk about internships while everybody's doing this? Yeah, so basically internships um, are a fantastic way. I um, was talking to a student last week and they were like, okay, so... I'm doing a management masters, but I did marketing undergrad and I don't know which way I want to go. So I was like, okay, so one of the most 
easiest ways to know what industry and what whether it's the, whether it's the same job but different industries or anything like that is doing internships and then it's building on your skills as well um scarlet's done three um, and scarlet that's sounding good so so yeah so so basically internships are so important even if your internship was a week like you know some of them are really really short or even a couple of days it's so relevant because you've had your eyes opened you've been in you, you know you've you've been liaising with people you've been talking to people and you've actually been doing the work so no matter how long an internship is it has to be on your cv because it, it can internships can really really help you as well um like say if you're not sure where you want to be and you think i really want to do marketing but i also really want to do um mm. consulting or something like that then it'll give you that bit of an idea of, of what, like an insight to each sort of role yeah Oh, look, and even Nick's got in there. I think that we've terrified the current, either they've fallen asleep, which I think is, is impossible given it, how we're telling you But so, that, look, if, I, if I'm a student and uh, I, I, I'm seeing well. now you need to do lots of internships to be a successful MSc graduate, and I'm thinking, I have no idea where to start. In fact, I'm so terrified, I don't even go and tell Ali and Catherine that I, I can't do it. That's, that's how... how uh, what Lydia what would your advice be how did you get that first how did you start out remember think back to before you done you know before you were this sex, successful graduate but how did you start out how did you start out finding that internship and doing it? yeah so I was gonna say um I um actually worked part-time and some of the jobs was kind of temping and admin um some of the jobs so I I was really lucky I actually temped at um temped at a bank um uh, while I wasn't I wasn't in Durham at this point but over summers if I didn't have a job or I just had like four hours a week I actually worked in the marketing department for the uni four hours a week I also supported the politics department for four hours a week I just found time to kind of do admin jobs which then helped because whilst the role you're doing may not give you the exposure perhaps the company itself might be really useful in terms of landing that kind of role so say hey I was working in marketing at uni and while I ended up going into analytics and product management marketing was a really big function within the organization so you can talk about that in an interview um and so forth and just understanding how organizations work um and make money and and kind of make profit is really important so i wouldn't say if you've not done any it doesn't actually matter you could do you know you could just start a startup you could start, try a side hustle and it can fail and that's totally fine but having the experience of understanding how to how things are profitable how to market something how to market a product is really really important um so i just think like think think like a business student right um and, and try and be creative in terms of getting a part-time job um, and even if it's not part-time job, try a side hustle or something, um, or even kind of volunteering at an organisation. You know, I also volunteered at Citizen Advice, and that's kind of a really national organisation um, that everyone kind of knows about, you know, so, so things like that, I think, uh, would be my advice. What I would suggest uh, to the students will, will be that if you're looking for an internship, if you're really looking for some, something which gives you like hands-on experience, uh, try and work a startup where there's not, not not many people because then you'll be making or you'll be doing jobs which you weren't you're not meant to do in the first place and then you'll explore i remember my first internship was for a small company five six people it was a marketing consultancy firm and i was there as a social media manager or something was that 
but what I ended up doing was working with the designing team and coming up with designing material for the companies, for different companies that they worked. And then I, I, I got to know that I had a, a keen eye for design. So this is one thing which I found, uh, you know, while exploring different areas, different, different kinds of jobs in an internship, different kinds of menial jobs in an internship that, yeah, I can do one thing. I'm good at one thing. And another one which I did was, uh, it was a very menial one. It was going from shop to shop, trying to uh, ask the shopkeepers in India to give, uh, to keep some of our products onto their shops. And it was one of the most nerve wracking experience of my life because dealing with the shopkeepers, especially Indian ones, is another, I mean, they are another different beast entirely. So you, I mean, you learn people skills, you learn how to approach them, you learn how to navigate through their uh, daily work and try to fix yourself between and, you know, just pitch them. So uh, of course, in terms of internship, the sky is the limit. Do not just limit yourself to one particular job, go out crazy and just explore yourself, I think. And that was my experience. Excellent. Thank you. And, and thank you for the encouragement that you can start small and build up from there. Therese, you're currently top of our internship leaderboard with, with four. Um, although, Scarlett, well done. I'm glad, glad to see, you know, you're, you're challenging. There's still time to get another one in, you know, before you become a head of sustainability somewhere or whatever it is you want to do. Can you just explain how you use those different internships to investigate the different kind of career paths you were thinking about? Did you use them in that way or was there, was there another reason you did so many? I think um, what you got to add is that there people are all different ages, right, when they do the management program. And I was um, a bit older than most of um, the people doing the management program because um, I did work before um, and I started doing internships when I was 16 actually. Um, so I started off as a waitress and then worked in the HR department of um, a hotel and then um, did an internship in a bank and then later on did an internship in um, the, how's it called? Um, <laughs> um, it was actually in South Korea and it was the trading center for, Austria, uh, for Austrian businesses in South Korea. So um, totally different. And then I worked full time in a social insurance insurance company. And then I worked full time in finance. So um, I did like all those various things. And then I ended up in, in the general management program. And I was like, okay, I've done like, I, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've worked in like six different industries. And now um, in all those modules, I get to know so, so many more. <laughs> Um, what the heck do I actually want to do later on? Um, does that hotel know? Does that hotel know that you're the head of sustainability at Vodafone now? Sorry. Does the hotel know the one, that, one where you worked in? Does the know that you Does the hotel know now? And the hotel. That they, um, they employed the head of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they do, but I mean that was like ten really years ago, right? So. <laughs> You should really go there, you know, just do it like this. Put your card up there. Hey, remember me? I'm the head of sustainability at Vodafone. <laughs> can, can I add something beefy there, if that's okay? I mean, one thing that well, the the disadvantage of having three such high-achieving alumni here is that some of you might think, gosh, I'm never going to be as confident as them. Um, when I was an undergraduate, I wasn't. I, I, was, I was quite shy and, and nervous about stuff. And I wouldn't have thought of doing some of the things that 
um, Hamza, Lydia, and Theresa Dunn. But that's okay. We're all different. And you've got, you've got to think then creatively about ways that maybe aren't so high profile about um, having something on your CV that stands out. And, and I noticed um, people talked about sort of, uh, uh, Lydia mentioned it, trying and failing. There is no harm. Uh, some students, uh, um, when I first started in the role, uh, they, they set up a marketing store. They, they paid to have a store at Durham Market. And they, had, they used to have um, outdoor markets in the, in the town square, and they made lots of Chinese um, gifts, food, and um, uh, little those little rabbits that wave, and, and other such stuff, and, and dragon toys. And it, it wasn't very successful. They didn't do it very well, but they tried. And they said on their CVs, there's about four of them, said we had a, a an attempt to be entrepreneurs, and, then, and and they talked about the cultural aspect about communicating with Durham people and actually setting up and running a stall. Now, that isn't necessarily a high profile, big thing to do, but it's something that's manageable. Even if you're sitting there now thinking, gosh, I don't want to approach Vodafone because I'll be scared. So don't, don't think you have to think big all the time. It's great to think big and we love name dropping big companies. Of course we do, um, but well, you can do different things. That's actually what I wanted to point out because um, after my um, after my master's, I didn't go um, to Germany and I didn't work in the role that I have now. I worked in in London and I was actually pretty unhappy in that job that I did after my master's, which is why I chose to quit it after only a year and move to Germany. And um, I think it was a big learning experience actually because I was so convinced that that would be the right job for me and I was so happy when I got it back then. Um, and then only after like six months or so, I was like, oh my God, this is not going to be the job for me. Um, so yeah, you, you gotta get the right moment and you gotta get lucky too. So, um, and yeah, I yeah. mean, that, back then, I think it was a good decision that I took the job, but I would never go back into that job if you want to <laughs> I want to add, actually, because um, I've also just recently moved companies, you know, if you're not and I kind of liked my job, but didn't like how like big the organization, this part of the organization was and there was a lot of process and like if you don't like something, you're allowed to quit. Um, and I think learning from that, as TC said as well, right, it's like I'm not happy. I don't want to do this forever. I want to look at something else. And actually, you can end up in something that's a lot more you, a lot better a bit later on. So don't worry about like going for grad schemes if you don't get them or all that kind of stuff because you can just get a job and then figure it out from there. And yeah, as TC says, right, you can quit. <laughs> I'm not encouraging everyone to quit their jobs, but um, other opportunities are always coming up, so. Absolutely, and thank you very much for being honest because I think sometimes it's very tempting, isn't it? Just to present the final finished product and. And, 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 you know, talk about how you are clearly, I mean, you clearly were going to be successful, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Right, I'm gonna give one last chance if any of the students would like to throw a question in. This is, Matthew, I saw you kind of flick the camera on, was that just clicking on the button or was, was there something you thought you might wanna ask or anything? Sorry, that was an accident, but um, I do have a question about uh, sustainability because that's sort of a career that I'm looking to go down at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking to go, I'm enjoying my finance modules at the moment, but then I also have a, a really big interest in sustainability and ESG. So, and I know um, listening to you guys, it's really encouraging about how 
the idea of sustainability is growing in just organizations all over the world. And I was wondering if you guys had any tips about um, where the future is going to be on that front and, and what I could do to, to help get jobs on that front. Great question. I, um, well, I, I can only speak from my, my experience, like uh, sustainability is like a pet topic around in my family. I mean, we talked about it in 1996 when not many people were aware of it. And what we say right now is it's not just a business opportunity, it's no responsibility now. We're way past that sustainability should be thought of as a business opportunity. And like, like Thesi said, uh, these are the small, small, small experiences that count. Like she said, if you want to work in a sustainability department or sustainable avenue in the future, you might as well be benefited from working as a river cleaner in your uh, college days. So these, I, I, I really appreciate that she said that because it's, it's really true in my experience as well. It's the small things that count that, that show that how much you are connected because in the end it has to be felt. Uh, sustainability, not just from eco-friendliness, but from the economy, from the society as well. It has to be felt from within. So if you, if you feel from within, I think 50% of your work is done. Yeah, and I think actually the combination that you that you chose um, of finance and sustainability is really is a really really good way to go because ESG is such a massive um, topic within investor relations at the moment. So there's so many ratings, and um, until like a few months ago, actually the S and the and the G social and governance of ESG were far more important than the E the environment of ESG. And now environment is really, really speeding up on its importance. And um, we are actually looking within the finance department for sustainability managers who can um, look at taxonomy, at ESG, at um, the task force for climate-related um, financial disclosure, all of these things. So um, I think that's actually the perfect combination that you chose, to be honest. Um I can add, so um, a lot of my clients are kind of in finance, essentially, um, because our product is ESG research and data, etc. So I would say it's a really growing space, but it's a really wide space as well. You know, you've got everything from venture capital to private equity to M&A to asset management. Like, there's a really wide space and they're all really different. So I think if just exploring kind of what you're interested in there, if you're interested in finance, but also, you know, looking at big corporations, you know, you could always join um, kind of a renewables gas task or, you know, things like that in a trading organization um, in the energy industry as well. Um, so there's lots of options and you can equally, as TC said, you know, there's more and more kind of focus on kind of financial sustainability. So I think really think about it because it's a really wide space, but definitely growing and like there's only ever going to be more jobs in that space. Yeah, I, I think my first step to building on the conversations you guys have had earlier, I think my first step was picking a, a dissertation on ESG and corporate financial performances. I think the idea that I want to go pursue for my uh, dissertation and also the fact that I think I, I'm not embarrassed, but I haven't had any internships either, any big ones. I've had part-time part -time works all over the place, but never been able to get an internship, which I've almost found a bit, a bit embarrassing, to be honest. But 
I thought by doing the masters, a masters in management finance, and also doing a dissertation, hopefully that can be my point of difference. I hope when when applying for future jobs down to go down that route. That's I mean, maybe you can even do a business project, right, with a company that might make it easier for you to get an internship afterwards. I was I was also actually going to ask about how you went about that because I'm actually that would also be really interesting to do it with a company, I, I actually wouldn't know how to go about doing that. I mean, Generally I think you are, I was being, oh, sorry, go on, Therese. No, no, I just wanted to say that you guys are probably the right people to answer that because yeah. I did three years yeah. ago, sure. <laughs> so I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it is tough because we don't have a sort of a list of companies that we say, okay, these people are all looking for um, people to work with them. Generally, it has to be student-led and generated. Generally, what happens is a student would think of a company, whether it's somebody they know or somebody they've approached or met at a, at a trade fair or something, put the, put the feeders out. And then you come back to the, the, the careers department folk here. I think it's Kath, not, is it Catherine? Is it you? No, it's not. It's, 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 uh, you might be thinking Charlie. of other Catherine. The other Catherine. Catherine, Catherine Kirby, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so and, and you, what happens is that you would say, you would go to them and say, here is a possibility of, of, of a project this company needs doing. Would it fit? And they have a scoping document that you talk about with the people in the company. And I sign it off ultimately saying, yes, it has to do two things. One is it has to be practical for the company, but two, it has to be sufficiently academic. And that's tricky. And, 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 I, and I do apologize in a way by saying we haven't got a list of firms. So you've got to try that. If you find after a few attempts at getting people in, interested, it doesn't work, that's okay. Go back to the classic dissertations, but the companies you pick for your analysis, obviously pick some of the ones you want to work for. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And I'm really sorry that we can't spend the time exploring that further. But Therese, Hamza, Lydia, if Matthew reached out, would you be have maybe through LinkedIn or something? Would you be happy to answer the odd question? I'm sorry, my small dog. Yeah, I feel like sure. Definitely, please. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone else, by the way. <laughs> right. anyway. Sorry. Anyway, so I'm, look. Thank you. Ever. What I wanted to say was thank you ever so much. Matthew, thank you for the question. It was a brilliant question to end on. Hamza, Therese and Lydia, thank you very much for taking time out, you know, mm -hmm. out of your yeah, lunch hour, you. you know, giving your lunch hour to, um, to us and the students.